You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric, and this is episode 54. Yeah, hello, my gruesome addicts. Thanks for joining what us up, for though? another episode. <laughs> and thanks to one of our listeners, Jason, for recommending this case. Thanks, and, Jason. Uh, yeah. This is why I love when guys, or, you know, anybody, <laughs> you listeners send in, um, you know, recommendations for cases, because most of them I have never heard of, so I find it very interesting to research all these cases and stuff. So, you ready to hear about it, Eric? There's a lot of people out there like you. There is. There's a lot of us. And you know. Scares the shit out of me. <laughs> All right. Gilbert Paul Jordan, born Gilbert Paul Elsie, born December 12th, 1931, to Winifred and Jack Elsie in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. BC. Yes. And he was their second child as Gilbert had an older brother named Bud. His parents did end up divorcing, but they both did remarry. Uh, they both mostly lived... You know, the two boys, Gilbert and Bud, but mostly lived with their father. But they did still have a relationship with their mother as well. And Gilbert's brother, Bud, did say that their childhood was good as they were both cared and loved for. But he did say that Gilbert did have some strange, you know, something going on with him. I couldn't find much else about their childhood. But the time that um, Gilbert had actually turned 16 years old, he considered himself like a full-blown alcoholic, drinking up to 50 ounces of vodka a day, which is a little over 33 shots a day. God damn. At 16 years old. Wow. Yeah. And vodka is like, you know, that's when people turn alcoholics, they go straight to that liquor. I never it really thought like about it because it's maybe easier to drink. I don't know. Like other things. I wonder. Yeah. Because I, I guess you do hear that a lot. About I only put it in my orange juice. Yes. That's delicious. <laughs> so after dropping out of high school, he started to see sex workers on a daily basis. In 1950, Gilbert's 18 years old now, and he decides to steal a car. But he ended up getting caught for it, and he was sentenced to 12 months in jail for that crime. A few years later, Gilbert is now 21 years old, and he starts to rack up a pretty lengthy criminal record, which includes conviction for rape, indecent assault, abduction, hit and run, drunk driving, car theft, and heroin possession. Damn. Yeah, 21 years old. Nine years later, in 1961, he abducted a five-year-old little girl. But thankfully, he was caught with her in his car, and he was charged, but never convicted for anything. What a fucking sicko. Yeah. So later on, he uh, later that year, actually, he started to become extremely depressed, and he threatened to jump off of Vancouver's Lionsgate Bridge. Police arrived to Gilbert, like, super wasted, <laughs> trying to talk him out of, like, you know, jumping off the bridge. But he wasn't going anywhere. He was, didn't want to move or anything until they called his defense attorney, who ended up talking Gilbert out of jumping off the bridge. He was charged for public intoxication for this. Months later, when he was in court, he addressed the magistrate with a Nazi salute. So, of course, he was found in contempt of court, and he had to serve six months in jail for that. So, abducted a little girl, goes to court, or tries to kill himself, and then... Yeah. Plus all the sexual does assault. Does the Nazi abduction. shit. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah. uh, all of maybe that. they should have pushed him off the fucking bridge. <laughs> After you say that, yeah, and what you hear, yeah. You know what? They probably should have. <laughs> Two years later, in 1963, Gilbert's now 31 years old, and he lures two women to his car so they can drink together. He was like, hey, guys, you want to come over to my car? and We'll get and drink. So, um, yeah, so they started kind of doing that, and then they drove over to Cole Harbor, which was supposed to be like a short drive. 
from, you know, where they were. But when I looked it up, it was like not, it's very far away. It's not close whatsoever. And so they, when they get there, they start drinking a lot of uh, vodka together. This is where one of the women become really sick from all the vodka and she gets out of the car, you know, just get some fresh air. And Gilbert slams the door shut while the other woman's still in the car and he drives off. So Gilbert's now headed to North Vancouver where he pulled over and allegedly raped this woman, took her purse and shoved her out of the car and took off. And mind you, the other woman that he left behind still had his or still had her purse in the car as well. So it's like considered theft, right? He was convicted of theft and on that um, from that incident and had to serve two years. But like he didn't get anything for raping that woman. Uh, that's what I was just about to ask. Yeah, nothing happened to either of the women. Like he just got charged for theft. It's like, how is this fool getting away from, <laughs> with all this stuff? Like, I guess they can't really keep him behind bars for all this what, stuff. What year is this again? He was born in 1931, but the year I was just talking about was um, 1963. Okay. He's 31 years old when he lured these two women. So like you were asking, since they had reported they had been robbed and one of them had been sexually assaulted, there wasn't enough evidence. So they, he was acquitted for the rape. Like I just say, like he was going to prison, getting out of prison, going to prison, getting out of prison, everything like that. It's just like it's so crazy that this guy like feels like he can get away with anything, right? Yeah. Like so Gilbert at this point had actually owned a barber shop after having tons of other jobs, but I think he like received some kind of inheritance from his family. So he had some money. I heard that he put it into stocks, but I don't know how true that is. But he accumulated a lot of money, so he ended up open opening his like own barber shop, like I said. While he wasn't cutting hair, his favorite thing to do, besides drinking a lot of vodka by himself, was to go to bars and find women that seemed vulnerable and alone. He would buy them drinks, like, a lot, enough to get them pretty drunk, or he would pay sex workers and encourage them to drink with him. Once these women were good and drunk, or, like, straight up just, like, passed out almost, Gilbert would pour, he would, like, take them back to these hotels, different hotels, or he would take them back to his barber shop, and he would pour more alcohol down their throats to get them, like, like really like you know i don't know unconscious pretty much <laughs> i don't know what else to say like just so they're just passed out so he can pretty much do whatever he wants to them right so most of these women were already alcoholics and obviously so was gilbert so you know when they would ultimately die it would be from like alcohol poisoning and a lot of authorities paid little attention and didn't look at them as like murders you know because they would pour all this yeah. alcohol and they would end up passing away so his first victims were all women from Vancouver's downtown east side area. One woman by the name of Ivy Rose Oswald, who was a switchboard operator, um, she was known to have been with Gilbert one night, and she was found dead and naked in a Vancouver hotel. Her blood alcohol level was 0.51, but nothing happened to Gilbert, and he was never charged for anything. 0.51 was found in her system. Bam. It is believed that he started his murdering spree in 1965, but has never been officially confirmed. This is also when he changed his name to Jordan. Like I was saying, his last name was Elsie, but he, he ended up changing it to Jordan. I'm not sure why. I, I'm wondering, like, maybe he did this first murder, so he wanted to change his last name because mm -hmm. they probably had his fingerprints and stuff, right? In 1971, 40-year-old Gilbert started dating 46-year-old Winona, who was previously married, um, but she was not involved in any kind of sex work or anything, so I think this kind of impressed Gilbert in a way, I think. <laughs> and they actually ended up getting married in 1973. But this marriage did not stop Gilbert from the life of crime and sexually assaulting women. There are so many more accounts of Gilbert luring women to his car in order to, like, help him, like, if their car is broken down, if they need help with groceries or just, like, women. And he's like, hey, come drink with me. Let's drink together. You know, that was, like, his thing. 
And on multiple occasions, again, he would steal from them and he would rape them. Some women came forward and said that they, like, he would just wait for these women to pass out and then he'd do whatever, you know, and then, like, they would eventually wake up and he was passed out. So, like, that's how they would get away from him. They would have to, like, sneak out after he finally passed out. One woman stated that she drank so much she went unconscious and eventually she woke up and Gilbert was standing over her with his pants down. Disgusting. So in 1976, as part of court proceedings, Dr. Tabor Pesaretti examined Gilbert and he had diagnosed him as having antisocial personality. This doctor defined it as, quote, a person whose conduct is maladjusted in terms of social behavior, disregard for the rights of others, which often results in unlawful activities, unquote. And I think we can see those unlawful activities going on. <laughs> At this point, he had abused his wife, and she had enough, so she left him. She's like, I'm out of here. I'm divorcing. I did read that she was making her way to California, and he found out about it, and he did like some kind of bomb threat and ended up getting in trouble for it. Oh, sure. I don't know how true that is, but yeah. But she ended up leaving him, thank God. So This is when he was thought to have been with six other women spanning from 1980 to 1986 when they all too had died and all had high blood alcohol levels. So these are these six women. At the Almer Hotel on November 30th, 1980, 42-year-old Mary Johnson had a blood alcohol level of 0.34. Mary had called, actually, this is so crazy. Mary had actually called her sister-in-law a week prior to her, her death, stating that she thought like someone wanted her dead. And then a week later, she was found dead. So it's a little, a little eerie. Her death was ruled as unnatural and accidental. At the Glenard Hotel on September 11th, 1981, 27-year-old Barbara Ann Paul had a blood alcohol level of 0.41. At 2501 Kingsway, which was Gilbert's barbershop, on June 30th, 1982, 29-year-old Mary Jones had a blood alcohol level of 0.76. Again, at his barbershop, 2501 Kingsway. On December 15th, 1984, Patricia Thompson had a blood alcohol level of 0.51. These are like extremely high. And all of these women died? All of these six women died. In his barbershop? No, two of them were in his barbershop. And then, um, sorry, three of them were in his barbershop. And then three of them were at different hotels. It's like, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you finish, but yeah, I'll get, I'll get to it. So again, we're at uh, Gilbert's barbershop on June 28th, 1985, when Patricia was found with a blood alcohol level of 0.79. And the last one was at Clifton Hotel, on November 19th, 1986, Vera Harry was found with a blood alcohol level of 0. 0.04, which wasn't too much. Yeah. I don't know how she died from that because what legally it's like a 0. 0.08 that you can technically drive in California. I believe it's in Canada too, which I looked up. But 0. 0.04, I thought that was not too drunk. But almost one year later, did you want to say anything after that? I just think it's fucking crazy for any kind of government, no matter what country you're in seeing that this guy is having these women die at his place, his address of business, and time and time again, they do nothing about it. Like, that's suspicious as fuck. Like, right? I guess there's no evidence to, like, purely say that this Like, it's just coincidence? Yeah, they were, yeah, they just, like, they all like, just happened to die like, in his uh, presence or when he was had previously... I'm sure he'd left the, these hotels or his barbershop or something, you know, and yeah. then they found these women, and he was just like, oh, yeah, well... Gilbert was seen with them. Well, this is Canada, eh? And I was just trying to drink with some women, and they couldn't hang, so they just oh died, huh? <laughs> like, what the fuck is he going to, like... I don't know. That's fucking crazy. I know. It, it's so crazy. How he got away with all of this just blows my mind. So crazy. So, yeah, that last one was, what? 1986. So, almost a year later, on October 12th, 1987, Vanessa Lee Buckner 
had met Gilbert and had an encounter of a night of drinking with him. Vanessa had just lost custody of her newborn baby because her baby was born with a drug dependency. So before even having her baby, she would take various drugs. And I don't know if she would drink as much as I think she would, but she was ruled like an alcoholic after she had her baby. So, you know, her and Gilbert kind of had something to relate on, you know. So they would get super drunk together and like, you know, have a good time, quote unquote. But unfortunately, she was found on the floor in one of the rooms in the Nigeria Hotel dead. And she was completely naked with a blood alcohol level of 0.91. Wow. Yeah. So crazy. So after her death, investigators looked into what had happened to her and they did end up finding fingerprints that led them to none other than Gilbert. Finally. One month later, Edna Shade was found dead in a hotel, which they believe Gilbert had killed her as well. So it's like, it's so crazy. Just one woman after another. In reference to Vanessa's case, court records stated that Gilbert, quote, supplied a lethal amount of liquor to a female alcoholic who dies as a result, unquote. He was even questioned about Vanessa's death. And after all of that, what do you think happened, Eric, to him? Nothing. Exactly. He was still not charged for anything. Although finally the police decide to survey Gilbert to see what the fuck was going on and if he was killing these women on purpose or what was just going on, you know? So they were staking out and they were just kind of following Gilbert. A lot of these women, by the way, were indigenous women. So this is what police stated about this surveillance and what Gilbert did. Quote, police watched him search out native Indian women in the Skid Row area of Vancouver. On four different occasions, the police rescued the women involved before she too became a victim, unquote. So between October 12, 1987 and November 26, 1987, they did do their surveillance on Gilbert. And these were the women that were rescued. They, they did not <laughs> die from this man. They were rescued. November 20th, 1987, Rosemary Wilson was found at the Balmoral Hotel with a blood alcohol level of 0.52. November 21st, 1987, the next day, Verna Chartrin was found at the Pacific Hotel with a blood alcohol level of 0.43. November 25th, 1987, Sheila Joe was found at Rainbow Hotel with an unknown blood alcohol level. November 26, 1987, Mabel Olson found at Pacific Hotel with, again, an unknown blood alcohol level. So my question is why, like, they were doing this surveillance, which is awesome because they potentially saved these four women, right? But why didn't they stop after the, the first one or, like, the second one? Like, why did they all go all the way to, like, four women that could potentially could have died? Yeah. But it's just like, I wonder why they went so far. Like, why not do something after the first one? Court records say that police heard Gilbert saying different things to these women while listening outside of his door. So these are some of the random things he said to all of these women. This is wild. Okay, ready? So this is not all to the same woman. I'm kind of spaced out so you can like hear what he's, the different things he's saying. So mm -hmm. he said, quote, have a drink down the hatch, baby. 20 bucks if you drink it right down. See if you're a real woman. Finish that drink. Finish that drink. Down the hatch. Hurry. Right down. You need another drink. I'll give you 50 bucks if you can take it. I'll give you 10, 20, 50 dollars, whatever you want. Come on. I want to see you get it all down. You get it down right now. I'll give you the 50 bucks and the 13 bucks. I'll give you 50 bucks. I told you that. If you finish that, I'll give you 75 dollars. Finish your drink. I'll give you 20 dollars. Unquote. This is like all the shittiest thing. So he's just bribing them with money, telling them to drink more and stuff like that. I thought the funniest one was like, I'll give you 50 bucks and the $13. <laughs> like, fucking asshole. 
Gilbert Paul Jordan was tried before a judge alone in 1988, and he was found guilty of manslaughter in the death of Vanessa Buckner. This is wild to me. He was sentenced to only 15 years, but it was reduced to nine years after he won an appeal. So only nine years. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker, (laughs) I can't believe how much he got away with like from all these years. Gilbert only served six years in prison for manslaughter before being released and being placed on probation. But thankfully, he was restricted from drinking and going to Vancouver Island. Like That was going to stop him, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely going to stop him. Well, actually, it did. And he lived no more life of crime. He got a degree, started a career. I'm just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Did you blame me for a second? Yeah. (laughs) Nope. In June of 2000, Gilbert had been charged for many more crimes, such as sexual assault, assault, negligence, causing bodily harm, and administering a noxious substance, alcohol. Again, he wanted to change his name now to Paul Pierce. And prior to this, British Columbia didn't do any fingerprinting or like criminal checks on people. But this had been since changed, so he wasn't able to change his name. Again, I don't know why he's so into changing his name. So weird. In 2002, Gilbert was once again arrested because he was found drinking, which is a breach of his probation, as well as being in the presence of a woman. He was found guilty and sentenced to 15 months, and once again, he was released. But he had to serve three years probation with strict conditions. He couldn't even get through these three years of probation. Because on August 11th, 2004, he was once again arrested in Winnipeg for, again, violating his probation on August 9th, 2004, because of an incident at the York Hotel in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. So this is what happened on August 9th. Gilbert was in the presence of a woman by the name of Barb Berkeley, who was a resident of the hotel, as well as, you know, she had a serious drinking problem herself. Berkeley had been found that night by her friend and an employee of the hotel, Kathy Waddington, who found Barb in a really bad condition, so she took her to the hospital to get her help. Kathy told police about Gilbert and how she had seen, you know, the two together, her friend Barb and Gilbert, together that night. But, of course, you know, this piece of garbage was acquitted of any charges in 2005 for that incident. On February 3rd, 2005, police finally issued an alert warning the public to be cautious of Gilbert Paul Jordan, age 73 years old. This is what they stated. Quote, Jordan is 175 centimeters or 5'9 and weighs 79 kilograms or 174 pounds. He is partially bald with gray hair and a gray goatee. He has blue eyes and wears glasses. Jordan is currently in the Victoria area and has no fixed address. Jordan has a significant criminal record, including manslaughter and decent assault of a female. He uses alcohol to lure his victims. Jordan's target victim group is adult females. Jordan is subject to court-ordered conditions, including abstain absolutely from the consumption of alcohol and not to be in the company of any female person or persons in any place where alcohol is being either consumed or possessed by that person or persons, unquote. Why didn't they release this way before that? (laughs) Thankfully, he died not too much longer after this on July 7th, 2006. Plus he's 73, like 73 year old committing these crimes. Like, do you, I wonder if he would like continuously doing this at 73 years old. Probably. Yeah. Right. But it's like at that point, like I, I feel like someone would beat the shit out of him if he was like trying to assault a woman or something, you know, yeah. like this old elderly man. Disgusting. So Gilbert was linked to the deaths of eight to 10 women, but he was only convicted of Vanessa Buckner. Which is horrifying. And did fucking six years, right? Nine, yeah, nine and did years six years. Whatever. Yeah, kept getting arrested, getting again, like yeah. So it's like I feel like there's no justice for anything that he did. No, you know? there's not an, at absolutely all. yeah. Court proceedings show quote he sought out approximately 200 women per year for binge drinking episodes covering the period from 1980 to 1988. 
He was also looking for sexual gratification, end quote. Like, duh. Like, you know, these yeah. women are found, like, naked. It's like, he just wants to get drunk and be a piece of shit. Ugh. So disgusting. I wrote, yeah, I was like, he's a sick, sick fuck that can, like, think that he can just get away with any, you know, anything. And unfortunately, he did. He did get a lot away with a lot. And it just sucks that a lot of these... um Women died from like quote unquote alcohol poisoning, which I mean, they probably did, but like he, they were like, he did this on purpose to them, and then they were just ruled as like accidental or like suicidal or something, you know? It's just like, it's so terrifying and so sad that yeah. that ended up happening. But, um, people like, you know, deemed him as the boozing barber after this. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of uh, Gilbert Paul Jordan. Thanks to Jason for recommending this case. I thought it was, I've never heard of this before. It's just crazy. Yeah. I don't even know what else to say about it. It's so crazy. I wish this piece of shit got more than any of that and just spent the rest of his life Should've in jail. But I him off the fucking bridge. Yeah. I wanted to jump. Started there. Should have started there. <laughs> but yeah. Thanks for everyone for listening. Rate, review, tell a friend. Again, give us case suggestions through uh, gruesomeandnatural at gmail.com. I always love doing, you know, cases that you want us to hear, or sorry, that you want us to tell you guys about. So again, thanks for listening until next Monday. Stay safe and be aware. <laughs>